Welcome back to Bat Rankings, where you can come for Batman. And stay for Anthony. I'm your head scientist, Ben Creighton, and with me as always... Hi, I'm Kenny Wendorski. Kenny, it's been a goddamn month since we were able to record one of these yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, busy at my work and, uh, you know, Fourth of July, Father's Day, all of it put together. So it's very good to be back in the studio. It is. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I, I, I miss it. I miss it when we have to skip a week, let alone four running. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's been a minute, so. And it's funny yep. because I it was a catwalk, and I was yep. like, which one are we on? Or is it a catwalk? And you're like, how could you forget after a month? And it's like, yeah, <laughs> dude, it's been a month. <laughs> it has. <laughs> it's it's good though. I think I think there's a healthy amount of backlog for us to have. I think when it gets to be too much, it's I I don't even know what happens, but I we we put out the episodes and we talk about what's going on and it's instantly dated. <laughs> this is one of the the few shining uh, my children and bat rankings are my favorite <laughs> things of the year. And of course my lovely wife Sarah who God bless her. Every time she has to set this up for me. Uh, poor thing. Thank you, Sarah, so much. And I'm sure, Ben, you're always hearing it in the background. I'm like, which button? Oh, yeah. Is this the button? No, that'll erase everything. <laughs> so I do push this button. Uh, Sarah. One, of, one of these days, we, we referenced Dexter's Laboratory enough. One of these days, I'm actually going to edit in one of those sound clips, which I have not yet done. <laughs> But today we watched Catwalk. Yeah. I wasn't we... looking forward to this one because I did remember it. Uh, that was that was another kind of like, ah, we're doing Catwalk next. But we'll go into it. It's it's not as bad as I remember. Yeah, yeah. You remembered it better than I did. You remember that this one had Scarface in it. But, yeah. But before, before that happens, we open up on Catwoman in a museum looking at a stuffed black le leopard exhibit and... You. This is actually, I think, only the second time we get a character's internal monologue. This time we get Catwoman's, and she's having some flashbacks, waxing nostalgic about, boy, I remember when I used to do crimes and fight Batman. That sure was fun. <laughs> yeah. Doing crimes and thieving. Big old uh, backstory of everything that's happened previously <laughs> with Catwoman yeah, previously and her adventures. Uh, you know, the whole story of her doing what she do and she had fun and it was exciting, but she did get caught and now she's living a good, good girl life, not doing yep. any mini adventures. And that brings yep. you up to speed pretty much. And yep. And we, we join, join in on this charity event, something about animal conservation that she's attending with Bruce Wayne uh, Veronica Vreeland's there. She's kind of putting it on all in, in honor of her grandfather, Stanton Vreeland. Yeah. Who, who was like a big game hunter, like Theodore Roosevelt type. I was thinking <laughs> Jebediah Springfield. <laughs> His statue's got like him on one, you know, one leg up and the other one down. And he's like pointing to the air. <laughs> he embiggened the spirit. Of the, the Vreeland's uh, legacy. <laughs> yes, Veronica's spirit is embiggened by her grandfather, <laughs> and she's dedicated this whole thing to him. And 
And Selena's not feeling it. She says, well, I mean, you know, yeah, he did some conservation work because, you know, he also did a lot of shooting at wildlife with guns and yeah. uh, half of these endangered species are his fault. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and Bruce Wayne is there and uh, he's kind of like, Selena, hey, watch <laughs> it. Come on, be nice. And uh, Selena's not. She's she's being an independent woman and she's speaking her mind and... Uh, she basically leaves the conversation like, I know I'm being a bitch. Good day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you get you get the impression that it's less about like, let's rip into Ronnie's granddad and more about she's just feeling frustrated in general. Yeah. And and in fact, she even says to Bruce straight up like, I, I kind of miss the thievery. I miss the excitement. I, I feel like I'm in a cage. And Bruce yeah. is like, well, would you rather be in an actual cage, a.k.a. prison? And she's that that line of argument just is not phasing her. Yeah. So she leaves. And as she's hailing a taxi, a limousine uh, swoops in. And a big burly man who looks very familiar to us is Rhino. Scoops yep. her up, puts her in the back seat, and off they go. Yep, and it is it is in fact Scarface and the and the ventriloquist and <laughs> Selena just has a great laugh. Apparently, she has not yet had occasion to encounter Scarface, and she thinks the whole thing's a big gag. Now, of the two, you know how we were talking about unlikely pairs. Remember, there was Harley, and there was uh, Poison Ivy, and we're like, that's a fun little pair. Would you have ever pictured Catwoman and ventriloquist? Not in a million Not years. Not in a million would, years, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, it, in terms of logical pairings, you would think, like, maybe Catwoman and, and Poison Ivy, they've both got this, like, conservationist bent. Right. Like, maybe Catwoman and Penguin somehow. Like, he's he's kind of a wheeler and dealer. He's always always happy to, <laughs> to cut a deal with another crook. Right. But... Yeah, Catwoman and Scarface, not so much, but... <laughs> this is the story Scarface. we get. <laughs> yeah. Scarface has a job for her. He he says, yeah, you know, my my boys were kind of casing the joint there. We were thinking about doing a little bit of burglary, and uh, we heard you might might not be the biggest fan of the Vreeland family. Maybe you might want, want in on this caper. And she does a lot of hemming and hawing. No, I'm clean. I'm good. I'm never in a million years would I. Never in a, a hundred million years. Cut to the next scene and she's suiting up as Catwoman. Yep. She's, she's about to take him up on the offer. Rob the joint. And what she does, she puts on her suit and she's you know going to get the jewels that the Breland family has. But this was all a clever decoy. The uh, ventriloquist, his actual plan was to set up Catwoman so that the cops come for her. Meanwhile, the boys are stealing some old stuffed taxidermy uh, extinct animals. Yep, a Tasmanian tiger and some sort of, I, I forget what kind of bird. Yeah, um, some penguin some, thing, I don't know. Yeah, penguin <laughs> of some sort. <laughs> and... So yeah, Catwoman is, uh, she's not captured by the cops, but the cops are able to ID her. Rhino and, and the Scarface boys bust in the, uh, bust in the front door while Selena's distracting the guards, and she, she does eventually escape, gets back home, but Batman's there waiting for her with his, with his arms crossed like a, <laughs> like, the, like the father of a teenage daughter. Where have you been yeah. all night, young lady? <laughs> By the way, can I just mention that's a great name for a boy band? 
The Scarface Boys. The Scarface Boys? I like it. <laughs> Copyright us. I-S. Copyright bat ranking. Scarface Boys. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, Batman, he, he's ready to kind of, you know, scold her and take her in. But Catwoman tells a great story about she was just there and she saw the burglary happen. She just happened to have her suit and she thought if she caught the burglars, she would look good towards the police and to Batman. Yeah, yeah. She says, you know, I got in an argument with uh, with Veronica, and I, and I left mad, and I thought I'd go back and apologize. You know, after hours in the dead of night when Veronica is nowhere near. Yeah. And Batman, you can tell he is not buying this story for a second. He humors her, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> at no point does Batman look convinced when and- he says... Well, come on back to the museum. Tell your story to the cops. Maybe, maybe, you know, you can, you've witnessed something that could help them. And so they go back to the museum. And while the cops are doing an interview or DA questioning, whatever it is, uh, Batman says, okay, we got some time. Let's examine the clues. And that's where they find kind of a, uh, I don't know what you call it, compartment that was already unlocked. And that's yep. how they were able to steal these taxidermy extinct animals. Yeah, so that's that's when they they figure out what the what the real scam is, or at least Catwoman does. Batman still doesn't know that Scarface is involved because she is not. <laughs> if if what she actually wanted was to be helpful, she could have said, "Yeah, so Scarface approached me with this whole this whole caper, and uh, you know, I was just going along to gather evidence." But no, she doesn't doesn't even do that much no. for Batman. She does. That sl- might have been a more plausible lie, right? She does slip up though. She's like, "So that's what he was wanting," and Batman's like, "Oh, go on, yeah. <laughs> your inner monologue just went out," <laughs> and so she's like, "Yoink!" Ah, and you know, books it out of there on top of a giant extinct whale. <laughs> and they have a fight scene on there. It was pretty cool. Oh, by the way, yep. lots of things break in this museum. There is a brontosaurus <laughs> skeleton and this whale. Uh, yep. Both I don't know. Smashed to pieces. I don't know if that counts. Uh, so maybe take a half shot. Yeah, I don't think it counts explosion wise. Although, boy, I, I think this museum is is... I think the cost of repairing the damages from all these various capers might exceed the cost of the stuff that was stolen. Yeah, that whale smashes into an entire exhibit. And, of course, I'm sure that dinosaur skeleton cost a pretty penny. So (laughs) (laughs) it was a brontosaurus skeleton, too. Sucker's huge. (laughs) Uh, But Catwoman escapes out of there. But Batman has a little gizmo in his pocket, and it's a tracking device. Because, of course, (laughs) he... (laughs) He bugs yep, he the put cat, Pisces, yep. and uh, they, sh- it, it, I don't know if this is like a lumber yard or... Yeah, some kind of a sawmill. There are logs everywhere and a big, one of those, uh, like straight out of a, out of a Dudley Do-Right cartoon. Yeah. There's one of those conveyor belts leading into a, a spinning buzzsaw that'll come in, uh, <laughs> right. become, become relevant later. But this is, this is Scarface's hideout. Selena's gone to to go and get some payback, but of course she remembers. Oh crap! I'm a woman in a Bruce Tim cartoon, and she gets uh, <laughs> she gets taken captive by the Scarface boys just in time for Batman with the tracking device on Isis to show up and rescue her. There's uh, 
Yeah, it's yep. uh big silly third act scuffle. It's like you said, it's like a, a Deli Do Right cartoon. There's buzz saws <laughs> and there's wind logs and things break and fall down. There's gizmos and gadgets. Yep, um, Batman fights Rhino again. Uh, Catwoman whips the Scarface uh, dummy out of the ventriloquist's hand and and onto the conveyor belt. He's moving towards the spinning buzzsaw and screaming for Dobby, help me! <laughs> Which it's, he does. Uh, it, yeah, he, yeah, he does. He The ventriloquist is usually pretty... Uh, he's not much of a hands-on dude, but he attacks Catwoman and fends her off long enough to turn off the saw, but Catwoman operates a crane and dumps a bunch of logs on the dummy, which has... The ventriloquist weeping. Uh, Batman takes the mooks into custody. And he asks asks Catwoman, why'd you do it, Selina? And she just says, I, I, get, I have to be who I am. But last second twist, Catwoman chucks the, the stuffed Tasmanian tiger into a fire that's started up during all the commotion and says, there you go, Batman. You can either save the priceless relic of an extinct species or you can or you can take me in you can't do both and batman i don't know that batman actually gives much of a shit about this stuffed tasmanian tiger i think that was all the excuse he needed and he never seems to need much to take it easy on catwoman yeah now i was shaking my head at that scene too i was like really it's yeah (laughs) it's not yeah that's not much of a morton's fork that's not much of a like tough moral dilemma yeah the species is dead it's extinct who cares take her in but no he like you said you know batman's got a thing for her so he he goes he's like delaying enough time for her to escape that's all yep so yep catwoman gets away and the episode ends with another little voiceover of her saying, I'm the cat that walks alone. Yep. Which is most cats, I think. They don't really, they're not pack animals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, okay. And thus ends Catwalk. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny, does this episode hold up? Yeah, it's okay. I was pretty bored, to be I, honest. I was not looking forward to it. Uh, rewatching it now, I got some pleasure out of it. I think mainly because of the museum stuff. I enjoyed watching the the whale fight scene and the dinosaur scene. Um, yeah, as a kid, I didn't give two shits about this episode. And uh, so, yeah, I'm going to say it's okay. Would I care to rewatch this anytime soon? Not so much. Yeah, I just, I found it predictable more than anything. Yeah. Like, it's, you're, you're never... There's never any question about what Catwoman's motives are. They are said to you in voiceover narration at the beginning. She wants to do crimes again because she's bored. Right. And that just continues on. She spins Batman her little lie, but it it never feels like she's tempted to actually go straight again once she's broken bad. And I feel like this needed... Like, Batman is sort of compelled to do what he does. He leads a dangerous life, and it all goes back to childhood trauma with his parents. We never get any interesting insight into why Catwoman is the way she is, why she needs to seek out this thrill-seeking. There's some stuff that is... If you want to look really deep into the subtext, like in the beginning when she's having her first reverie flashback voiceover sequence 
She says, yeah, I was having fun and taking what I wanted until I met him. And Batman in the sequence is like this looming shadow, this almost this... I mean, obviously he's a love interest to her, but he also seems like a stern, almost parental figure here. Mm -hmm. And I think there is something interesting to that dichotomy of she's attracted to him, but also finds him imposing and forbidding. She chafes under the rules that he imposes on her behavior. I think that could be interesting if it were explored more deeply, but as it is, it's buried so deep in the subtext there's just not a whole lot of there there, you know? I get you. For me, it was all about the set pieces. This, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I didn't really, wasn't anything too deep about this episode. I think they, they were wanting it to be. They were wanting Catwoman to have this free spirit that could never be contained or caged. And she's mm-hmm. this woman of the night who yearns for adventure and, uh, to me, I was just like, eh, let's see, let's see that whale crash again, or that, you know, that museum scene, <laughs> or let's let's see the buzzsaw cut through the the wooden logs, and so uh, to me, this was all about style over substance. Yeah, well, let's uh, let's see exactly how the style and substance balance each other out. Let's uh, boot up the science machine, shall we? Yeah. I'm a disciple of science. I know the universe is in full compliance with natural law. Yeah, it's been a month since we booted this thing up. I got some cobwebs on my end. Let me let me brush those off real quick. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to spray some canned air around on the inside there. It, it gets dusty. It gets dusty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, the, it can't vent the heat properly. Right. Never let your science machine get overheated. No, 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 it's July. You got to keep it clean. <laughs> keeping it clean, let's uh, put our lab coats on. Lab coats on. Pants is off. Woo! <laughs> All right. Oh, oh that's breezy. That's okay. Refreshing my... is what it is. <laughs> yeah, my yeah. science machine is properly vented now. Oh. <laughs> and I've also got here our master list of Jesus Christ. Can you believe it's already been 67 episodes? Oh, it's, I'm so excited for you to say 69. Okay. We're oh. almost there. Almost there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not, uh, not this episode, not next episode. We're not the so sex it'll probably be yet. our next uh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but soon enough. All right. Two-Face, Ceno Evil, Harley and Ivy, Demon's Quest, House and Garden, Cat in the Claw, Where the Great Ghost, Man Who Killed Batman, Almost Got Him, Harlequin, Aid, Perchance to Dream, Robin's Reckoning, Read My Lips, Heart of Ice, Laughing Fish, I Am the Knight, Pay of the Samurai, Eternal Youth, Pretty Poison, The Forgotten, Joker's Favorite, Feet of Play, A Silicon Soul, Clock King, Heart of Steel, Time Out of Joint, What is Reality, Avatar, Just so Smart, Mind Sir Rich, Side So, Joker's Wild, Mandata, The Last Laugh. Nothing to fear, the strange secret of Bruce Wayne, a bullet for bullets, Zatanna dreams, and darkness off balance, the mechanic, tiger, tiger, appointment, and crime alley, on the wings, Christmas with the Joker, mad as a hatter, blind as a bat, mudslide, mood of the wolf, night of the ninja, trial, fear of victory, shadow of the bat, POV, prophecy of doom, birds of a feather, be a clown, the cape, and cow conspiracy, fire from Olympus, worry man, paging to crab doctor, it's never too late, the underdwellers, nobody's perfect, terrible trio, tear in the sky, catch Christ fever, and I've got Batman in my basement! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that, that for taking a month off. That yeah. reminded me, Terrible Trio was the one that just came out. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's uh, two episodes ago. We'll we'll have uh, the next one to come out will be Time Out of Joint, and then this one, I believe. Yeah, so who knows yeah. what, what crazy madness will happen in between then and there. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Right? 
All right, random number generator. Speaking of unpredictable things. <laughs> RNG Jesus wants to know, is this episode catwalk better or worse than number 62 the underdwellers ah so close to hammerman <laughs> so, so close, close. No way. i do think it is better than underdwellers yeah i concur they're both kind of slow boring episodes but this this at least had some character stuff and it had better it had better set pieces it did and i like the uh the voice actors of both ventriloquist scarface uh yeah. selena you know good acting for yeah, what they were acting, given I, i'd else. say good yeah. acting i concur as opposed right. to like, ah, children, come with me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, I've got you know crocodiles. <laughs> My sewer. What the fuck, you? <laughs> Oliver Twist. Yeah. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. One of you was bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's see if this episode was bad or maybe better than number twenty-two. Feet of Clay. No. Yeah, nah, Feet of Clay's better. There's a horrific transformation that had gorgeous animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, the animation in this one was pretty good. It's This is another Don Yang one, and I noticed some really good expressiveness, especially on Selena Kyle's face. Yeah, when so. she's mocking the ventriloquist, that was pretty good. Yeah. You don't normally see uh, Selena Kyle drawn that way before, where she's kind of making a goofy face. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but, yeah. yeah. Agreed. Concur. Uh, feet of Clay, still better. Yeah. All right. In that case, is Catwalk better or worse than number 31, Joker's Wild? I think Joker's Wild is better. Yeah, I concur. I think we might be getting closer, but Joker's Wild... I I like the I like the caper with the with the fake casino and and just some dude messing with the Joker, which is always fun. Yeah. I like the blackjack sequence uh, where Bruce Wayne is is playing and the Joker's dealing the whole James Bond thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I concur. All right. In that case, is Catwalk better or worse than number thirty six? A bullet for Bullock. Um. Nah. I'm going to go Bullock yeah. for Bullock. It's a yeah, fun mystery. It's not like the most involved mystery ever, but it's fun. Yeah. It's jazzy. And it's hip. It's got great score. Yeah, the music was fantastic. And Bullock's just Bullock's just fun. Anytime he's on screen, I have a goofy grin on my face. And I love that environment. And like, it's after Christmas, before New Year's Eve. So it's like that kind of depressing lull where you're in between holidays yeah, perfect, unique? perfect, perfect time period, like time of the year to set a noir mystery in. Yeah. Yeah. All right. In that case, is Catwalk better or worse than number 47, Mudslide? I th think I might give the edge to Mudslide just for just for a couple of those really cool moments. The... The lady turning it back into Clayface on the subway. Batman popping his head out of Clayface's chest while the lightning strikes. Yeah. Like, Mudslide also definitely dragged and had a had a problem with the characters being kind of poorly written. But I think the highs in that episode were Hyder. Hyder? 
Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to agree with you on that. But I think we're, we're really close because Mudslide, it's, it was so slow at the beginning. And uh, mm-hmm. it didn't really pick up until that end. Um, yeah. I would say this episode, I know you said it bored you. It didn't bore me completely. I was pretty involved with it, though, from start to finish. But with Mudslide, once it got cracking, it got really good. Yeah, yeah. Like, honestly, Catwalk is not an episode that I would probably ever rewatch again. Mudslide's one where I would just start at, like, the 10-minute mark. And (laughs) kids, want a horrifying nightmare? Check this out! (laughs) Hey! (laughs) This woman's melting! You think that's spooky? (laughs) Wait another five minutes! Yeah! (laughs) Exactly. All right. In that case, is Catwalk better or worse than number 50? Trial. I think trial's better. Yeah, I concur. If if only for just the variety of having fifty villains thrown at the screen. Yeah, and I really think that's the only. It's a it, it's a gimmick, but it's a gimmick that I think is more entertaining than what we have just witnessed. Yeah. Because it is I, essentially I like, like, hey, kids, gather all your action figures. They're all going to play <laughs> together. Here's trial. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're not wrong. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I still think it's a little better than this one. If you know what? Trial had some fun Harley Quinn stuff. And that's another. Yeah. Another on-screen presence that always gives me a big smile. Yeah. So. All right. In that case is catwalk better or worse than number 55 birds of a feather oh that's another veronica freeland one yeah and man i kind of think that one's better because the penguin i felt for him i didn't feel for catwoman yeah i agree catwoman wasn't like they were trying for some sympathetic more complex villain thing that i don't think they quite reached here i was just kind of like rolling my eyes like take up skydiving girl yeah (laughs) if what you want is excitement in your life you need something extreme there you don't have to be a jewelry thief (laughs) (laughs) um yeah yeah i think i think the penguins uh love life was more interesting than catwoman's need to be free yeah that's weird to say out loud (laughs) that's so weird and i wonder if that's just i wonder if if somebody else were watching this somebody who could have more of a personal relation to to what catwoman's going through maybe they would have a different opinion but like I, I feel like being unlucky in love is a pretty relatable motivation in a way that that sort of rich white girl on we is uh (laughs) is a little harder to relate to or maybe that's just a matter of like you say you look around the real world these days and there are so many real problems out there it's hard to take her her fake i'm bored not doing crimes (laughs) problem seriously (laughs) (laughs) i agree all right well in that case is catwalk better or worse than number 59 worry men i do think this one's better than worry men yeah i think it's close and it's it's hard for me to say 
because we're getting down to the doldrums of this list where I give so little of a shit about any of these episodes below about... Below about the mid fifties, it's like eh. <laughs> so the villain was Mad Hatter, and he yep. wanted to start a clean life, but he needed lots of money so that he could buy a private island. Yeah, Whereas... that's true. As far as motivations go, <laughs> we might have finally stumbled upon the one where it's even worse. This is, <laughs> yeah, and we're we're dealing with one like he just said. It's like I'm bored. I wanna I wanna do mischief and steal. <laughs> That one is a little bit more interesting than Mad Hatter's motivation of wanting a private island. So I'm going to give. Yeah. Plus, I do enjoy the set pieces, which I think we've. Um, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Catwalk. Yeah. All right. When you break it down with science, yep. I'm going to go ahead and concur but with you there. That's all what this is about. It's not opinion. It's science. Yeah, it's, it's all science. And now we need to do some science and figure out is Catwalk. Better or worse than number 56, be a clown. And geez, we're just hitting all of the ones where <laughs> Jordan's bored. He wants to go. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, I, I think I might give the edge to this one just because this doesn't have this one doesn't end with a big father-son hug and Batman giving a thumbs up from the bushes which is still one of the it's it's great as an animated gif not so good as you know part of an actual Batman episode <laughs> I was gonna say this is, it's like choosing between two different brands of saltine crackers <laughs> it's like the most like uh, I guess A over B uh, they both pretty much the same um, check check the Best Buy date. Which one is, yeah. is staler? It's, it's a saltine. It's the same. Um, yeah. Shoot. I guess I would go with. I mean, Mark Hamill's always a delight. That's true. I'm going to go, I guess, with, with, uh, and I'm not, I mean, if you want to break it down with some more science, I am not willing to knife fight over this. Uh, I, I, I think we're the, on the same page there, but go ahead. I think I would go with be a clown just yeah, for Mark I, Hamill. And I enjoy the, uh, roller coaster, uh, third act. Yeah, that's true. I mean, we've said this one has some good set pieces, but I think that throwing exploding Cupid dolls on a roller coaster is more exciting than anything that happened in this episode. So, you know what? I think that's sufficient science. I think I'll go ahead and concur with you. Man, that was hard. Right. It's like I give no fucks about either. Yeah, um, we're... We're getting real down into the weeds now. Yeah. Is this episode catwalk better or worse than number 58 fire from Olympus? And ironically, I think this one's easier. I think I would give it to fire from Olympus just because that one's just dumb in a way that manages to be fun occasionally. Yeah. And that scene that I would keep bringing it up that blimp scene. Well, I keep bringing it up. I yep. love that. It's a shot. good scene. It is a great shot. I'm going to go with Fire from Olympus. All right. Well, that seals it. Catwalk is ranking in at the new number 59, just below Fire from Olympus and just above Worry Men. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good spot. Yeah. That's, uh, you know, you say. 
You say you weren't looking forward to this one, and I wasn't either, which is ironic because I didn't remember anything about it, but just something about the title card is so drab. Yeah. And we've had so many bad Catwoman episodes. I was just sitting here like, all right, wow me, Catwoman. Right. (laughs) But let's see if we get wowed next week. Next week, we're going to be watching Bane. Yep. Do you remember this episode, Kenny? It's the only thing of Bane that I enjoy. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have never liked the villain of Bane. I I respect him. I I have the Nightfall comic books because it was a huge deal in the 90s when Batman's back got broken. Um, I remember Batman and Robin the movie where he's just hired goon. Um, The Dark Knight Rises. Tom Hardy. He's just, you know, mumble voice McGee. I have never liked Bane. Even playing him in the... I just finished Arkham Asylum. Mm-hmm. Uh, just... He's so... He's just... Blah. Yeah. Yeah, he's... He's he's either just dumb muscle when he's, you know, done with no reverence for the source material. But even, like, I've read the Nightfall comics, and he's such a Mary Sue. He's such a, like, suddenly this guy shows up out of nowhere who's super strong and super smart and can totally take down Batman because it's the grim, dark motherfucking 90s. Yeah, it's, uh, I think it was just an excuse so they could give Asriel that really cool-looking futuristic bat suit, you know? Yep. That kind of probably influenced Batman Beyond a little bit, if I'm being honest. But uh, <laughs> it was a really cool-looking design. And then, of course... You know, the Dark Knight Rises. I like the Dark Knight Rises, but when I heard Bane was the villain, I was like, for fuck's sake. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. so many great villains. You could have had the Riddler. Oh, my God. You could have had Mr. Free. <laughs> you could have had a million. Even if you wanted to do, which Christopher Nolan did, he wanted to kind of make it more realistic. Mm. There's so many different villains you could have done other than Bane. But he went with Bane. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see. I, this is, this is another one of those episodes, and I think this describes most of them that we've got to go from this point. This is another one that I've only seen once, so I'm, I'm going to try to keep an open mind and try to enjoy some Bane. That'll be next week. I do recall of the iterations of Bane, this one, he's Mm -hmm. actually, he's intelligent. Um, There's some motivation and there's some neat stuff with uh, Rupert Thorne. So I think this is going to be an okay episode. Okay. Well, here's hoping. Yeah. Yeah, that's our hypothesis. We'll uh, run our experiment and see if we can try to prove it next week. In the meantime, Kenny, where can folks find you on the internet? You can find me at Weisky TV on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can find me at HBI2K on Twitter or twitch.tv slash Ben Creighton. And you can always find us right here at anchor.fm slash batrankings, where you can hit buttons to subscribe to us on your podcatcher of choice. You can pledge one, five, or ten dollars a month to help us keep the lights on. You could give us a five-star review to help people find our show who might need, might need some entertainment here in our horrible dystopian future world. <laughs> yeah, we don't even get flying cars. We don't even get the, the joy of having that Blade Runner effect. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you next week for Bane. Cool. Three, two, one. 311. Yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that Rick Astley uh, opened for 311 once? No. 
Yeah, you know, it was in his contract that they not play the song down. Oh! <laughs> you know. Well, I did not know that. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> yeah, Blues Traveler was on that tour. They invited him to sing backup vocals on Runaround, but he said no. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> he cooked him dinner to apologize, but he refused to serve them any sweets afterwards. Yeah, that's <laughs> 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 nice <laughs> well played 